Hey everyone, this is Jason Probst, That Guy in Hutch, and you're listening to That Podcast in Hutch. Today I'm going to try something a little bit different uh, since we're celebrating Thanksgiving and I had previously sent out a, a call to people to talk to me a little bit about some of the things they're thankful about. And, and I kind of prefaced it by saying, you remember how excited we were to ring in 2020 and, and then again, after the, the COVID pandemic and everything that happened in 2020, how happy we were to let 2020 kind of fade away into history because it was such a bizarre year. And then in 2021, we thought this will be the year, this will be better. Uh, and it, for a lot of people, didn't turn out to be a whole lot better. And so here we are in the waning days of 2021, and we're looking towards 2022 and we're on the holiday of Thanksgiving and maybe uh, thinking about some of the things that we can be thankful for in the past year, maybe in the past two years, and maybe a little hopeful that 2022 will be a little better. Despite some of the challenges of the past two years, today many of us will gather with our friends and our family to celebrate gratitude and thankfulness. And I think it's more important in these moments of struggle and darkness to reflect on the recent past with a heart of thanksgiving. The contemporary American idea of thanksgiving is largely shaped around gatherings and food. And this year, according to some surveys I've seen, a record number of people, 47%, plan to host guests this year. That's up from 41% in 2020. And a little surprising to me, up from 33% in 2019. And that was a year before we had COVID, pandemic, vaccines, all this discussion that we've had in the last few years. The average host will spend upwards of $400 on all the turkey and the trimmings and everything that goes along with dinner. And I found it interesting that millennials are expected to spend the most on their parties at about $461, while baby boomers will spend the least at about $232. When we talk about Thanksgiving, it, it's often framed in the, in the terms of early American history and, and kind of the story of settlers coming to Plymouth Rock. And we talk about that brutal winter of 1620 where the first settlers died from exposure, scurvy, and various diseases. And in the spring, the remaining settlers set out to kind of restart their, their settlements. And they formed an alliance with the local Native Americans and they taught them how to cultivate corn, pull sap from maple trees, and basically survive in a, in a, in a wilderness area that they hadn't uh, experienced before. In November of 1621, Governor William Bradford organized a celebratory feast and invited their Native American allies to join them. The feast lasted three days, and in the years after that first informal celebration, fasting and a Thanksgiving feast remained a part of life for the New England settlements. And of course, I should mention that there are some other interpretations of that story, but for my purposes here, uh, I'm talking about how we traditionally talk about Thanksgiving as we learn it in school. But I, I found it interesting that it wasn't until 1863 that the holiday was formally adopted by President Abraham Lincoln. He agreed to a request from magazine editor and writer Sarah Josepha Hill. For 36 years, she had promoted the idea of a national holiday of Thanksgiving. She published editorials and sent letters to governors, senators, presidents, and just about anybody she could write. 
It was an effort that earned her the title, the mother of Thanksgiving. Lincoln, at the height of the Civil War, issued a proclamation requesting all Americans to ask God to, quote, commend his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife, and to heal the wounds of the nation. Lincoln set the holiday on the last Thursday in November, but in 1939, President Franklin Roosevelt moved it up a week in an effort to spur retail sales during the Great Depression. The move was met with resistance, even being referred to as Frank's giving. In 1941, Roosevelt relented and signed a bill permanently establishing the fourth Thursday in November as the official Thanksgiving holiday. Today, it sometimes seems that Thanksgiving is a mere pause before Christmas. Black Friday sales dominate the marketing world, creating a furor around the latest gadget, toy, or must-have Christmas present. And most big box retail stores barely wait for Halloween to begin before the Christmas merchandise starts to flood the aisles. I've been thinking lately about the Thanksgiving proclamation from Lincoln, where he asked for God's tender care to the afflicted. And it's a beautiful statement, one that is humble and honest, and in which the president also asked God to heal the wounds of the country and restore America to its divine purpose of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. These past two years have been difficult, to say the least. Our world has been upended. We've been asked to sacrifice, to momentarily suspend our sense of normal, and to reorganize our daily lives that had come to be almost automatic. And we've been asked to do these things, not for ourselves, but for others, for people we don't know and might never meet. We've been asked to work together as a national community. It's not been easy or simple, and it has included a great deal of difficulty, sadness, anger, and loss. It feels like after the past two years, we could again pray for healing, peace, harmony, and union. And pausing to be grateful, to consider our reason for Thanksgiving, seems like a good way to start. As I said, last week, I asked people to share their reason for Thanksgiving, and I'd like to read a few of those to you. And perhaps as I do, you'll consider some of the people or events of the past couple years that make your heart swell with gratitude and thanks. So I got one from uh, my friend Greg Wood, who I used to work with at the Hutchison News. And I thought this was kind of funny. He said, I'm kind of grateful that I got laid off, actually. And I enjoyed that because uh, I've known a number of people that have experienced that, myself included, where when I got laid off, I thought it was the worst thing in the world, but then it turned out to be a blessing. It just took a little time to realize it. Howard Miller, who works with the Cheney Watershed, said, I'm thankful that despite the fact that we have faced uncertain times in the past two years, I've been able to have a job that wasn't jeopardized by a pandemic. The way we do our work has changed significantly, but our message and mission have remained. I'm also thankful for farmers that are willing to be flexible and understanding in how we interface with them. In reality, the past two years have helped us find new ways to interact and have made us more effective because we've focused on the important things and become more intentional. Lastly, I am thankful to be alive and well, and that's not a privilege afforded to everyone. Gary Withrow said, Jason, having friends like you has been one of the things I am thankful for. 
I'm always thankful and happy about the family and warmth that is easily shared this season. I just had coffee with Larry and John. That raised another moment of Thanksgiving to have people in my life like those. And I, I, I should make a note here. I've had coffee with uh, Gary and Larry and John a number of times and I haven't been able to join them much recently, but I, have, I can see why Gary appreciates that. He's always, those conversations are always good and it's just nice to be around a group of people that, that can talk about anything. Another friend of mine, Kathy Damron, had a very thoughtful response. She said, I've thought a great deal about your question and while it feels odd, and even lonely on some levels to be grateful during this trying time, there's a great deal I am thankful for. As a result of the pandemic, I've had the quiet and solitude to really think about priorities and how I choose to spend my time. It's allowed me to better understand the people, places, and endeavors that are meaningful and bring me joy. And it is a long list. That's been a really great and unexpected gift for which I am most grateful. The pandemic has also reminded me of the power of kindness when it's often been so lacking. It costs nothing and has a pretty significant shelf life. Take time to really listen, even when you'd rather not. Make it a point to say thank you to clerks and other strangers offering assistance. These simple gestures make the world a better place. Lastly, I'm grateful for the clarity this situation has provided in many areas. I don't always like what has become clear, but it's instructive as we move forward. Ken Johnson, who's president of the Hutchison Regional Medical Center, also sent me uh, some of the reasons he's thankful this year. He said, I am immensely thankful for the wonderful people that constitute the healthcare community. While there are hundreds of people within the Hutchison Regional Healthcare System that have dedicated their lives to the care of others, there are hundreds more in Hutchinson that significantly participated in the fight against COVID. It takes a village to adequately care for the physical, emotional, and spiritual needs of our community. I'm thankful for the many people, representing many organizations, who demonstrated extreme personal sacrifice and bravery and rose to the occasion to bring healing to an ill and oftentimes scared community. The Hutchison Reno County medical community came through in an amazing display of collaboration and teamwork. I am thankful that there is a COVID vaccine and our COVID numbers are reduced from a year ago. While COVID is still negatively impacting our lives, there are avenues to help protect us from its terrible effects. I am very thankful for the support of the community and helping take care of the people that take care of them. There have been innumerable gestures of cards, pictures drawn by school children, pizzas, burgers, donuts, prayers, flowers, drive-in vigils, care baskets, etc., provided to our team members within the healthcare system. There is always much to be thankful for, and I appreciate the opportunity to provide an expression of my thankfulness. Another friend of mine, Sarah Barbeau, told me that her young daughter, Maggie, said that 2020 and COVID made her grateful because we got to have so much family time. She loved the three of us being together all the time. She's also grateful for her year of remote learning because she made friends from other schools that have become friends for life. A friend of mine from Douglas County, Melinda LaVon, said, I got so many new friends and radically changed my city and county government. 
My kids have never been this motivated to get up and go to school eagerly every day after 18 months of homeschool with mama. And it makes my morning so lovely as a mom. I'm also grateful for elected leaders that stayed in office, but to do so navigated intense and at times dangerous situations, especially our school boards. She also said that she's grateful for the hardworking and super smart folks that she's organized with in the last two years in Douglas County. And I know that they've been doing some very incredible work up there. Anita Mast Christian said, I'm grateful for some reconnections at church. Now that we know how to use Zoom and have church in a hybrid form on Sunday mornings, I get to see a church member who moved to Virginia a couple years ago. And I feel connected to her new daughter-in-law who I've never met. I've gotten to know some church members who moved away before my family ever moved to Hutchinson a decade ago. And I've stayed in touch with someone who moved away last year better than I would have ever before the sudden increase of conferencing technology. Roberta Fall said, I am so thankful to be able to see family and friends in person, attend in-person worship and Bible study, and even the occasional arts event. But I'm also thankful that I could participate in my Sunday school class via Zoom for almost a full year and could likewise meet with colleagues on a regular basis in the same way. And I'm truly thankful for all of the medical scientists who develop vaccines and those everyday people who stepped up to be the proverbial guinea pigs in the testing phases. Steve Schneider said, I'm grateful for Operation Warp Speed. Cami Rumbach said, I'm super thankful I decided to go to therapy. Tom Geisel said, and he lives in Larnard, said, first of all, and most importantly, I am most thankful my family has remained healthy and has not been shredded to pieces with political division. Secondly, this reaffirmed my closest circle of friends are indeed true friends. It might have been a slightly smaller circle than I first thought. The following list are things I have always been thankful for, but in these times has provided the opportunity to appreciate them to a greater degree. My parents and community, which provided me a well-rounded education, humility, an expanded concept of respect for my neighbors, community, and environment, an open mind along with the ability to sift through information and use critical thinking skills, an appreciation for the art of reading, a knowledge of the responsibilities of citizenship, an understanding and appreciation of the commons, the value of cooperation, quality journalism, and newspapers. And a friend of mine from the legislature, Representative Annie Keither, wrote me to wish me a happy Thanksgiving and said she's grateful to have me as a friend. And I'm grateful in turn to have her as a friend. I'm thankful for everyone that took time to share with me and now with you a few of their reasons for thankfulness and gratitude in spite of the challenges that we've had the past several years. As I think about these past years, I realize that I have much to celebrate and I hope and I would guess that you do too. For me, in moments of pain or doubt, I have relied heavily on my family and friends and they are always there, eagerly ready to offer support and kindness. I'm more grateful for the love of my friends and my family than I think they'll ever really be able to know. I'm thankful that in times of turmoil and pain, 
already existing bonds have grown stronger, that they've helped forge new bonds, and that together we are resolved to face whatever lies ahead. My health has been good, and no one in my circle has become seriously ill or passed away. And I have to recognize that there are a lot of people who can't share in this gratitude with me today. I'm grateful that I live in a community that is friendly, engaging, supportive, and that provides me with opportunities to grow, heal, and develop new relationships with new people. I have two beautiful granddaughters, both of whom are bright lights even on the darkest of days. My mind is filled with the wonderful memories of the many people who have made my life rich. I have a home, clothing, food to eat, and clean water. I think it's often easy to take for granted the most basic of life's needs, but to have all of these in our lives is a wonder and worthy of our gratitude. And I'm thankful for every person who listens to this podcast, this indulgent little project of mine where I get to turn my favorite hobby, learning about other people, into a product that I then get to share with others. Thank you for letting me into your life and for giving me some of your time. As you settle into your Thanksgiving plans today, I hope you'll find a multitude of reasons to be thankful and that you'll also find the opportunity to express that gratitude to those you love. Happy Thanksgiving.